Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 90. Episode, oh my God, 10. 90. Rich, we got 10 episodes till the century mark, brother. Jesus, what a, what a, what, what, I don't even know what this is, man. 90 episodes, that's crazy. Starting out in Oscar's basement and Jesus Christ. On a folding folding chair with a laptop in Oscar's basement. Who, Don, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Rich, at at one point, I got to dig through the annals. I, I came across some of the original episodes on YouTube. Did you? Right around the right around the century mark. We're gonna have to share those out. Oh man, the good days. Me, Nick, and Nick and, and Oscar and a folding table. That was in my mudroom. Yo, Mike, what's up? What up? Mike, we gotta talk soon, pal. We yeah. Gotta, we gotta yeah, talk. Mike, we're, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna chat it. We're gonna chat it up, Mike. We're gonna chat it up, and, pal. And listen, if, if you saw the the fired up uh Twitter feed. Big news. Set coming. your notifications for tomorrow. Apparently, they got some big news dropping. Big news, Mike. We want. We got. We got Adam that. checking in. Chris checking in. Adam, Chris, Chris, Chris you, you, that, you, and the entire Eagles Nation. I'm happy you went to the game, bud. I'm happy you were make, able to make it to the game and had a good time. That's that's awesome. Man. And you're going to this Philly, dude, man. You're living the life, Chris. I want to come back as Chris. I know, right? If I'm if I'm, if I'm going away, I'm coming back as Chris. I'm going to be a good ballroom dancer, and I'm going to all the games. Right. Adam's, Adam's going to games. Adam's always at, like, every sporting event, I feel. God bless him. Jesus. Just living, they're out there just living their best life, man. Oh, well, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Okay. You pooped in the refrigerator, and you ate a whole wheel of cheese. I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. But how about it, Don? How about our boys handling business on oh Sunday gosh. night football? Sunday night football, right? You wait around all day. It's uh, it, it was a game that you know played out in a weird, funky way, right? It starts off right. They they end up you know being up you know twenty to nothing. Yeah. They they score all the those first twenty points all in the second quarter. And that's something we might want to touch on is how impressive that second quarter has been. Um, and then, you know, they the the only problem that I have is that they let their foot off the gas in the second half. They let, they slowly but surely let the Cowboys kind of creep back in and get that yeah. get that momentum, right? They give up the field goal going into halftime, and then they give up the long drive with Zeke. He scores, and then you get the the touchdown pass from Cooper Rush. To make it seventeen, you know, twenty to seventeen, you give you score twenty, and then you give up seventeen unanswered. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta pump the brakes at some point, and you gotta be able to figure out what do I gotta do to stop that run. Um, 
Well, and nobody even like I didn't even realize Lane Johnson got hurt. Yeah, which, which was right. Ends up in concussion protocol. Yeah, which concussion. going into going into a bye week, I'm okay with right because you, know, you you have that uh, that extended time to be able for him to come back. Yeah, which I'm completely content that everybody's going to get healthy and we're going to be good. But if you saw the change in the offense when Lane was out, that's when Dallas was starting to get pressure. That's when you saw the shift in momentum a little bit. I still didn't think the Eagles were going to lose the game because then you come back and Eagles score a touchdown and, you know, all, all is well. Right, they get the they get the touchdown to Devontae, you know, in the just, fourth to make it twenty six. The thing that was frustrating me the most was honestly, again, it's with Gannon. The Eagles couldn't stop, honestly, one fucking play, and it was that creep out of the tight end that was, you know, fake block gets lost in the line, and they ran it like three times in a row, and it was just getting chunked out, chunked out, chunked out. Same thing with the Eagles. The Eagles are running that. Okay, you put A.J. Brown in motion, and Minka Fitzpatrick just stands there, and you hit A.J. Brown all day. Yeah, they're not – They're not the, the plays that the Cowboys are running were not like these elaborate plays. No. They were very, very simple scheme plays. So, you know, and, and Rich, I think you, you saw on, on the defensive side, right, they saw Lane Johnson go out, and they said, like – Eyes got eyes got wide. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna just put Parsons there and just let Parsons just kind of wreak havoc. And you exactly. saw how good he was, right? Yeah. When you see that they're able to put him in a position to be able to take advantage of you know not playing the other team's number one, um, and you also saw him you know kind of play all over the field. He he is every every ounce of that defensive player of the year when you yeah. realize. And they said it during the commentary, and they're saying it kind of tongue-in-cheek, but you really could put him anywhere on the field. And Oh, agreed. You know, and, and he would pro- – I don't know if he necessarily would be an all-pro, right, but he, he would survive in that position and be successful. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a force, and you saw exactly what you said. They put him right over Driscoll, and you have Randy Gregory and – you know, right, Randy Gregory? It's not, or is it Lawrence? Who was it? Lawrence yeah. or Randy Gregory? Marcus Lawrence. Marcus Lawrence. Randy Gregory's on the mm-hmm. Denver. I'm sorry. Yeah, they put Demarcus Lawrence right over top of Driscoll, and they put Minka Fitzpatrick right behind him, and it's just kind of like Driscoll was good luck. When with Lane Johnson, it was more or less, you know, making Demarcus Lawrence his son because that's what he does. He owns yeah. it. But yeah, you, and- it it was just a surprising game overall for me because. I don't – I'm kind of sick of seeing the Eagles rely on their defense in the second half. Um, they make things a little too close, which, I mean, the defense plays out of their minds. But you see Gannon kind of get laxed, and it's like, okay, you're up 20, so let's not step on the gas. Like, why not step on the gas? Like, push it. Let's see some second-half touchdowns. Let's see some scoring. Like, this Eagles team is – coasting through the first half, like scoring 20 to 27 points. And then in the second half, they just go flat because they're like, okay, let's pump the brakes and let's let the defense work. How about we keep our defense fresh and off the field? We run the ball. We execute the same plays that we were doing in the first half because they're not being stopped. Show me more, like be aggressive. Like I get Sirianni wants to get everybody off the field healthy and fine, but we can't, especially when we play better competition, we need to keep scoring points. It was surprising that Gannon wasn't blitzing as much with Cooper Rush was because when Cooper Rush had yeah. a guy in his face, he was throwing picks. Like Cooper Rush looked terrible against the Rush, which is hilarious to say because it's Cooper Rush and Rush. <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> but I digress. No, I, I, I agree. I think I, I was, that was one thing that surprised me. I wasn't I wasn't happy with the play calling in the second half. I wasn't happy with the defensive play calling at all during the game because they weren't getting pressure. And then you look what happens when you actually play Jordan Davis a majority of the snaps. It goes from five yards a carry to under four. Like he Rich. is a monster. And that dude needs you only starting to see them trust him more. 
Yeah. Because you see that the, the statistic that you're talking about, Rich, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like six yards a carry when he's off the field. Yeah. And like, points. yeah, like uh, in the low threes when he's on the field, like it's dramatically different, whether he's making the defensive play or whether he's consuming blockers so that other people yeah. can make those plays. I watched a play in that game where he chases down a guy that caught a screen pass that was yeah. like 35 yards down the field. Like it's, he, he is a dramatic game changing player. Glad he's playing for us. Hell yeah. And he's creating that space for all those guys. Um, you know, and you're, you're seeing the the effects of all of those guys that they brought in on those prove it deals, right? Kazir White, you're getting the best out of Kazir White. Yep, you're getting the best out of James Bradbury. You need you're to getting, sign. You're getting better than what you thought you were going to get out of you know CJGJ. Yeah. Right? You know, all those guys are hitting. I think you know. I thought in this game when they're up, you know, what they're up twenty to three at halftime. Yeah. And they got the ball back. Yeah. That was your opportunity to just step on the net and, and just like come out of the come it. out of the half, score like score points, go up twenty seven to three and put the game away. But and, why they're not doing that is astonishing. Like you defer. That means you're coming out of the second half with the ball and right. you need to score points. And and they don't. It's it's beyond me to be so laxed in the second half. When you still need to score points, you still need to yeah. show that okay, I can dominate in both halves. Because what happens if you play a better team? Yeah, you're up twenty to three, and all of a sudden they now it's twenty to seventeen. It's a complete momentum shift. What happens? You need to see the play calling be better. You need to see the defensive play calling be better, which is was the problem last year. Right. You got to, and you have to execute. Like, there, why go away from the blitz? Why go away from the run again? If things are working, let them work. But then they put together these long, sustained drives in the second half, which you want to see, and they and they come out with points. And Jalen Hurts looks great. Jalen Hurts looks phenomenal Sunday, and he yeah. had his lowest rushing total of the year. Yeah, you're seeing him win in a different fashion, which is and that's exactly what you want to see out of your quarterback. Correct. So let him throw the ball. Let him in the second half take control of this offense. Hand the ball off to Miles Sanders. Hand the ball off to Kenneth Gainwell. Set up some screens. Yeah, I get Lane Johnson's out, and you just want to protect the lead, but you also have to step on the gas because the best way to protect the lead is to score points. Right. And when you're not doing that and your defense isn't executing, you're not blitzing, you're not getting much of a pass rush when you're only sending four, send a guy on the weak side. Dallas's line's not good. Don't blitz on Steele's side. Steele's been the only good offensive lineman they had. Load up the right side. Send the blitz. Send Hassan Reddick. Why you're not doing that, force them to keep that tight end in so they can't run those stupid little fucking fake block across the middle, get 20, get 20 yards on a two-yard pass, yeah. which they got beat on multiple times. That's the only yeah, play right. that Dallas was successful on. But then when you see Cooper Rush getting some guys in his face, he tries to throw the ball downfield, it's picked or it's deflected, or he doesn't have time to throw the ball. Like This is what you wanted to see. The Eagles, when they were going against Washington, when they got nine sacks – that should be your defense. That should every, be your defense. every week. Every week, that should be your game plan. And when you have when you when you have a guy that you're playing against, like Cooper Rush, right? There's an opportunity to go take that that spot. That's what I'm saying. They should take, have had at that. least at least five sacks, and I don't yeah. think they recorded one. I'd have to go back and look the team. I, I think at halftime they did not have a sack at halftime. So if they did have one in the second half, then then it was one. But I know at halftime they did not have a sack which I found was completely uh, insane because they were getting some pressure when they set the blitz, but they did not, they didn't get home as, as much as I thought. And again, right. that's on Gannon. Yeah. So I'm looking, hold on one second. All right. So we're fancy. We're drinking. I don't, I don't, Belgian, I don't think so. Rich, I think cast, you might be right. Belgian cask aged. Yeah. Flowers. No sacks for that whole game. And that's an atrocity. Right, you you had the opportunity to be able to take advantage of the fact that you're playing not Dak Prescott, right? That you can go and kind of let loose because you can't tell me that that game 
or that team yeah. is not that or not that team. You can't tell me that that quarterback, Cooper Rush, is not nearly as the same as Carson Wentz. Right? Like that that no. guy. Yeah. No, I agree. Those guys are kind of in the same family. So yeah. like why we, why you wouldn't attack that is beyond me. It was just it was extremely strange to see. I just was questioning a lot of it and I just didn't understand it. But going back to those key free agent acquisitions, those are the guys, honestly, we need to sign. And we need to pull money out of the Rams playbook and how he needs to do it, how he did before. You need to start deferring money down the road. Yeah, you got you to you kick the can down the road a little bit. You need, you, gotta, you need James Bradbury for another two years. You need because yep. you're white. You lock him up for another two years. You lock up Gardner Johnson for another two years, and you keep this team on the field. Because this team playing together is where they're at. And you also, after the Saints lose tonight, you're going to have a top five. Hey, you're going to have a top five pick, right? And like Everything me, is falling into the cards. And this way you can go out and get an, another pass rush or you can get a lockdown corner. Because honestly, if I was the Eagles, hindsight's twenty twenty, trade two of those picks up, you get Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner is a fucking monster this year. He is a fucking animal he is insane like he might be my favorite corner in the league he just off the things that he's doing right now and i didn't even realize oh shit the game started at 8 15 i was like i just looked over i'm like ah they're playing football what a beautiful thing <laughs> but you need to lock these guys up like we need yeah, to keep this team right. together because this team is playing so well and they're only getting better and they're only trusting and believing in each other more as the season goes on yeah, and this and is exactly what you wanted to see coming from this Eagles team this year. You wanted to see how Jalen Hurts responded to the criticism and how he would adapt and change his game, which he is doing. You wanted to give Gannon the benefit of the doubt now that he's got talent, but he's still letting me down. I still think the dude I'm, – I'm still under the assumption that this guy thinks he's smarter than what he is. And I think that's what's going to kill the Eagles in the long run. I don't think it's going to be the actual skill on the defensive side. It's the – the lack of trust that I have in Gannon to actually call a good defensive game, because as good as this defense has looked, they should be looking a lot better, especially with the front seven that they have, but the pressure they're not generating out of the four, because Fletcher Cox looks absolutely washed. I really don't think Fletcher Cox is going to be here next year. And I hope he's not because to me, he hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked good since Washington. And that was against Washington's atrocious line. I'm not impressed by the play of Fletcher Cox. I'm more impressed by Hargraves and Jordan Davis. You give me another speed guy, speed rusher. Try You could fucking switch to a 3-4 right now and have it be Sweat, yeah. Hargra- Sweat Davis, Hargraves. And on the outside, you can have Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, TJ Edwards, Kazir White. And you would be absolutely fine. Because the here's impact the, that Fletcher Cox is making is minimal. At the that. craziest thing about that, Rich, is that even in a 3-4, you still can't get N'Kobe Dean on the field because the guys ahead of him are just are so playing good. so well. So good. Yeah. Um, but, Rich, if there's a guy at the top of that draft that I'm looking at that is like a game-changing player, I'm looking at Will Anderson from Alabama. Oh, yeah. He's, the, he's, he's probably just, the yeah. He's, he everything that I see on tape from him, it looks like I'm watching Micah Parsons at Penn State. Yeah. Right? Dude is a you know, six four, two forty-five, runs like a gazelle. Um uh, that that to me, if you're in the top if you're if you're looking at that Saints pick in the top five, yeah, he's a dude who can just game change on the, oh, on the yeah. defensive end, right? And you can literally put that you can make him the joker and literally put him anywhere a thousand fucking percent a thousand percent i mean everybody is pretty much calling for this guy to be a consensus top five pick and if we have a consensus top five, if we have a top five pick that's one of the guys that i would go after because you yeah, know they're always going to be the the quarterback controversy there's going to be a quarterback drafted dallas sucks yeah. amen yeah. to that adam absolutely dallas fucking sucks yeah. and i'm not worried about it yeah Will, yeah, thank you for watching Appreciate you. Um, it's it's like, just one of those things that you – I just look at this team and I see where our, our weaknesses uh, – our weaknesses and 
I really can't spot one besides play calling and coaching as of right now. I think Nick Sirianni is coaching a great game. I love the that he's I love the fact that he's hands off and he's been able to watch, but he also needs to direct Gannon into you you can see this. Um like you can see this stuff and it's one of those things um that really annoys me. Like you need to tell Gannon, like, dude, why aren't we blitzing? It's this guy is barely a second string quarterback. Like Yeah. This is yeah. it makes that, zero that, sense. Like that, and that really this me, is Yeah. That to me is the biggest the biggest thing coming out of the bye is going to be what are the adjustments that they make in those games, right? Because if you if you look at the stretch after after they come out of the bye, right? You're gonna, they're going to play Pittsburgh at home, then they're going to go to Houston, and they're going to be playing on Thursday night right before the Phillies play Game Six against the Astros. Yeah, in the World Series. Um, Their Thursday night game is coming up this Thursday. No, 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 no. They play next Sunday, the 30th, they play Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh. I knew and that was the schedule. And, and then it's... they play Houston in Houston on the 3rd. Crazy. And then they play Monday night against Washington. Okay. Well, that's nice. And, I like the fact then, that after that Thursday night game, we get we get a little extended break. Which is right. Good. There's a little bit of an extended break. So you, you've almost got a second bye. Yeah. Right, because you're going to play Thursday. The, you're going to play Thursday the 3rd and then not play again until Monday the 14th, which will be nice. Yeah. So I'm, Yeah, I'm for that. But the craziest, like, you, you're looking at games, like, there's not a game throughout the rest of the season that they're probably going to be favored in. They're probably going to be favored in every single game. Yeah. I mean, they, they, just, they should be. I, I don't they see should why be. Not. But I'm But when, when they come out of this bye, yeah. they've got to have the – They've got to have the corrections made to be able yeah. to, if they've got the lead, you know, if if they've got a twenty to three lead at halftime, and they're getting the ball coming out, that they score on that first possession. Yeah, that Gannon is looking at a subpar quarterback and takes advantage of that, and you know, to to, to quote the the remember the Titans, you, you blitz all night. That's it's. Like, it, it boggles my mind because it's like either it's I'm blinded by my hate for Gannon, which I really don't think that I hate the guy. I just don't really like the way he coaches. I don't like that everybody calls him a genius. Or is is what I'm watching and what I would do in that situation different? Because it's like, oh, it's easy to be like a quarterback or a couch quarterback, couch defensive coordinator or whatever. But, like, I'm seeing Dallas doesn't have the line that they used to have. We're not getting pressure in the front four. You're giving Cooper Rucks too much time. When he's pressured, he makes bad decisions. Why aren't you pressuring him more? True. Hassan Reddick goes from being player of the player of the week, defensive player of the week, to being non-existent in that game. Excuse me. Why? Because coaching. Let that man go free. You blitz the right side of that line. Yeah. True. You force Cooper Rush to throw the ball. You did the same fucking thing to Carson Wentz. What's the difference? What, what, am, the difference? what am I missing here? And let's be real. CeeDee Lamb is fantastic, right? Okay, CeeDee Lamb's fantastic. He can beat you. That's it. I was more scared of Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson when we played Washington. Yeah, absolutely. But the common denominator was bad quarterback play from the Redskins and Dallas. What the fuck is the difference? What is the difference? Because I have CeeDee Lamb that you're not sending the blitz. You're, You're so worried about him hitting a home run when Cooper Rush can't throw the ball 10 yards down the field. It, to me, it makes no sense. Carson Wentz is more dangerous than Cooper Rush because Carson Wentz has legs. Cooper Rush is a fucking statue. That guy cannot run. It just pissed me off to no end that you're letting this guy have fucking time and you're not blitzing him. But when he was pressured, he throws three picks. Like, come on, Gannon. The, the defense could have easily had six picks on Sunday night yeah. if they actually applied pressure. Yeah, and that's the crazy. Like you, you had games earlier in the season where you, you know, you could have had multiple picks. You could have had, you know, what was the one game where they had they had three, but they could have had like six. It was the it was the one game where where oh Slay like, dropped one. Oh uh, right. Minnesota, the Minnesota right. So, like I think that coming out of this break, right, they see and hopefully they they make those adjustments to be able to get the corrections made on the field so that 
these games, you know, you you don't let a team like the Cowboys even breathe, right? Yeah. You 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 know they're they're going to have games. The game that I'm looking at, you know, if I you know, and I don't, I'm not trying to look ahead, but like when I look at that stretch where you're going to play the Packers, the Titans, and the Giants, right? That's going to be a tough stretch. You're not going to be able to be in those games and make mistakes. Yeah, and you're going to have to capitalize on the fact that your defensive backs are going to have to play lights out like they have been against Aaron Rodgers, right? Because Aaron Rodgers can win a game if he wants to. Yes. Even though he's not playing great right now, they can still win a game if he wants to. Well, he's not playing great because there's no Devontae Adams. There's no Devontae Adams. There's there's no clear – and honestly, dude, I'm sick of Aaron Rodgers. I'm sick of fucking Tom Brady. Two yeah. fucking prima donna crybabies. Tom Brady is out there. And both of them might be all the way out. Green Bay and with fucking uh, Aaron Rodgers out there yelling at his fucking offensive line. It's like, dude, you guys aren't shit. All right. Stop yelling at your fucking offensive lines. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't such a fucking diva and such a fucking weirdo, Devontae Adams would have still been there. He used to be there. He was under the assumption that Devontae Adams was signing a contract and Devontae Adams wouldn't be there. They didn't talk all offseason. So how can you assume – just because oh you're you're there, that he's gonna fucking be there, like nah, like nah. And uh, to, to to Moyo's point of view, I don't give a fuck if Tom Brady's to go. Tom Brady's never completed a fucking pass longer than thirty yards in the Super Bowl. He's not to fucking go. Every single fucking team he played for had elite defenses, yeah. and they were all fucking stacked. Nick Foles is to go. Because Nick Foles he's got it. And we all seen how fucking Nick Foles made it. Tom Brady, in my eyes, is not the GOAT. Because half of those rings can be contributed to his defense. He was just a fucking game. I'm not even going to I'm going to say he's a fucking game manager when it comes to those. Like when they beat uh what was it? When they beat LA and they barely scored what? Like fucking ten points. Right? They weren't they beat yeah. the Rams? Didn't they beat the Rams? And it yeah, was like, yeah, fucking, yeah. like Sony Michelle, who was the one fucking of the most NBA. boring Super Bowls ever. Yeah, one of the most boring Super Bowls ever. Like, I, I'm sick of the whole Tom Brady debate of him being the best. Tom Brady is just, I just can't do it. But then you have your, you have Green Bay coming. You have Green Bay like coming in, right? Because we're, we're not going to Lambeau. They're coming to us. They're coming to us. That's They're coming to us. So we have Green Bay coming to us. Yes, it's going to be cold. But Aaron Rodgers, I am not afraid of without Devontae Adams because Matt LaFleur isn't smart enough to realize that he's got two standout running backs that he does not want to use. It's crazy. It blows my mind. blows it's, my mind how much they, they have there that they could devise an offense to be able to center around those two guys, and they just don't. Yeah. Like, like the, Gi- the Giants are playing well. No, the right, Giants' defense is rolling, and they have a head coach who's competent. Like they're they winning, with, they're win, they're what five and one, five and one without and they, any wide those, receiver, without any wide receivers. Yeah, like I that's mean, insane. They, they're basically saying they're basically turning around and handing the ball off to Saquon Barkley forty-five times, yeah. right, and just say run run the ball as far and as fast as you can go, and then we'll let Daniel Jones throw the ball what like fifteen times. Yeah, like Brian Dable is not an idiot. Like that dude is a smart football guy. So like, and and it's fucking crazy because his offense isn't scoring points, and they're winning. But they're winning games, and that's and that's what you kind of have to do. And to answer your question, I really don't have a goat because I don't think we've seen one yet. I really don't. Like it's so hard because it's like you. you, I'm trying to like look at yes, Tom Brady's career is illustrious. The Super Bowl rings. But I look at how great some of those defenses were. And then I just kind of look at it and I'm like, a lot of inflation. When you dig really deep into the whole Tom Brady goat and you look at the rings, yes, I get it. He's got the most rings. You di- you dive deep into some of the advanced stats of how good those defenses were that he played on and how mediocre he honestly is in Super Bowls. I don't know. Like, I, I would love to the crown like the greatest quarterback of all time. But I, I really can't because you you look at the different errors you have. I mean, how many Super Bowls does Steve Young have? Oh. Russell Wilson has what? One, two, two. Peyton's got two. Peyton looked shot in, in his Super Bowl, but I, I love Peyton. 
Drew Brees has won. I'm not a really big Drew Brees fan. I just yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's so I mean, for, for me, like I, I'm looking at a guy that I watched th- all throughout my childhood that you know seemed to do more to elevate the players around him, and the players around him were elite. Like I look at a guy like Montana, right? Oh, Even yeah. though Montana doesn't have the rings that Brady has. I think he did more with what was around him, even when the guys around him were elite. I could say that about like like Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Tom Rathman, Roger Craig. uh, Who's the tight end I'm missing? Clark, right? Like you had you had elite talent around him, around him, and you made them better, right? And so, like for me, like that—that's the guy, right? If I had to go. You know, above that, it's it's hard to argue Peyton Manning. I love Peyton, right? I really I, do. I just I think in terms of in terms of quarterback play, right? Like you could probably argue that Manning is a smarter quarterback. They they gave him the playbook far earlier than Brady ever got it. Yeah, and they let him kind of run with it. Which I'm okay with. So for me, I I would go those two guys before I went Brady because the the easy Adam brings up Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Terry Bradshaw. Listen, like I got like Rich. You 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 think about a guy like like Marino, right? Marino had was filling up the stat sheets, but zero rings. So it's like zero rings automatically like excluded from the conversation. I still think there's some things that. I love Mahomes. There's some things that Mahomes are doing great. There's some things that I, you know, he's not. He's going to be elite for a long time. But I still really don't think we've seen the best from Josh Allen. And that guy is a fucking monster. From where Josh Allen came in college as being a guy who was like a 47% completion passer, could not hit water if he fell out of a boat, to the strides that he made to the NFL and how good he is looking, it's Absolutely insane. I know MJ's the goat. MJ's the goat. No, not not even because of Pippen. Like that's an, that's an afterthought. MJ is and, and listen the, the, the absolute goat and best. Yeah, that, that it's hard to compare to 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 cross over and compare those sports, right? And like basketball, you're talking about five guys on the court. So the guys that are on the court have dramatically more of an effect on the play on the court. Brady's not the best, and here's the thing. Brady's not even the best quarterback of all time. The best quarterback of all time is Peyton Manning. The best passer of all time is Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Because if I have a guy who I want in to to win based off his abilities in his prime, I'm taking Peyton Manning as a passer, as a quarterback to run my team. As a passer, I want a guy who's going to make any type of throw that I need him to make in a big time game. I'm I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Like Tom Brady might be the goat because of what he's accomplished on, but to me, the greatest quarterback of all time is Peyton Manning. The greatest passer is Aaron Rodgers, because that guy's made some ridiculous fucking throws. Like, Matthew Stafford has his first his first Super Bowl. That dude is absolute garbage this year. And it just shows you what it looks like when you're locking in on one guy and he's not that good. And that's a guy who filled up the stat sheet in, in Detroit, because that's all you had to do was throw the ball, because they couldn't do anything else. Right. So Matthew Stafford, to me, everything about his career is inflated. But if you look, if I if I want a guy to run my team as a quarterback, I want Peyton Manning. 
if I want a guy to go out there and sling the rock around and I, I need some crazy ass shit to happen, I need a passer. I am taking Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady doesn't fall in that category with me. Yeah. Well, he's got rings. He's got rings to prove it, but you also have to look. The whole thing is you have to look at the defenses that took him there. It's half of those Super Bowls. He had the number one ranked overall defense every single fucking year. He was in there. It's going to make it a lot easier when you have the number one ranked defense and you have Tom Brady in there. The dude's never thrown for over like a 35 yard pass in the Super Bowl. Because yeah, he's never and, had to, because his defense and, was that fucking good. Yeah, and don't don't overlook the fact that you know the the combo of him and Belichick, right? Belichick is an elite coach. Yeah, that right? dude can out coach anybody. Right. So he's using Brian Zappi and fucking blowing teams out. He's right. blowing teams out with their third string quarterback. He's right. making everybody look good. It's what Belichick does. Yeah. So I think you know. And, and Tom Brady's I'm not, I'm not gonna... complete passes to Chris Goblin when he's wide open. Yeah, I think I... – listen, we, we we can say rings matter, right? Which, rings yeah. are part – they're part of the conversation. But yeah. just be – like, listen, there are, there are a lot of guys that we could have conversations about that have rings that have no, – that aren't, that aren't even in the business of this conversation. Trent Dilfer. Right, so – so right, so rings are part of the conversation, Joe <laughs> right? But they are not the conversation. They're 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 Too not. Good. It's not the penultimate. When you look at the entire package, right? Like if I look at a guy like like uh, like Montana, right? Montana to me has all of those things, right? In terms of elite play, making players better, and the rings, and the and the stats, like. That to me says more than like Brady's stats are going to look super inflated because of how long he's played. But you know, I I won't argue the fact that he was able to win with the teams that he played on. Yeah. But if you take Tom Brady off of that team with that coach and you put him on any other roster, I don't think he has the same career. I don't really don't. I mean, think he did. I, I, I think he was more of a product of his environment. Yeah. He was a product of being spending two decades with an insanely smart football coach. And then and he goes to Bruce Arians, who's another insanely smart football coach. Right. And they load that team up around him with talent. It's yeah. not like he wants to Tampa Bay and goes, oh, there's nobody down here. Look at the wide receiving court. Look at – they bring in Leonard Fournette, and Leonard Fournette has a resurgence in his career. Then they bring in perennial ring chaser and Adam Kinsue to lock down that defense that was already pretty much astounding. Like, is McNabb a better quarterback? Yeah, he's a way better yeah. quarterback than Foles. Yeah, absolutely. And Foles has a ring. McNabb doesn't. The yeah. act, And that's the whole – and that's why the whole rings thing. Yeah, Foles – had one season where he played out of his mind for half of it. Yeah. McNabb was good with no one for many years. And then he has T.O. And then whatever, we get to the Super Bowl, which the Eagles didn't, didn't die. They didn't roll over. It was, (laughs) I'll I'll never forget that Super Bowl. Made me cry. It was a long, long walk home. It's just, it's so tough. And that's like the whole, I, I'm glad we got on this conversation because it, it, we needed, we needed something else. Um, <laughs> we needed something else to, to me. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's just like one of those things where I, I, you dive deep into the Super Bowls with Tom Brady. You look at the defensive rankings and the defensive stats. You look at Tom Brady's play and you're like, mm, like, yeah, I mean Tom Brady. I'm not. I'm not going to take the five rings away from him. No, like, no, no. I just, to me personally, I think Peyton Manning was a better overall quarterback. And so obviously Peyton Manning just couldn't play anymore, but still, still won a fucking uh, ring in Denver with that amazing defense. Right. And then you have Aaron Rodgers, who can just sling the ball. But I'm excited to see the young kids play, and I love. I love the fact that this game is is ever changing and it's still growing because who would have thought, Don, you grew up watching Montana and then you see the shift into Brady and now you're seeing the shift into these young guys where the game is just 
rapidly changing. Yeah. We don't know if another quarterback is ever going to hit five rings because let's be real. Could they, are they going to stick around long enough to be able to play? Right. Like, like the, the game this weekend, watching the, the Bills Chiefs game. Yeah. Was incredible to, to watch those two battle. And I real I was watching it, Rich, and I was having, you know, the feels of, you know, the, the Brady yeah. Manning, right? The, the battles that, that they had way closer than I thought because correct. Kansas City yeah, not having absolutely. the offensive firepower without Tyreek Hill really kills them. And I think that's another thing that we have to realize. Money talks in the NFL now. So these big name wide receivers are gonna go wherever they get fucking paid. Yep. Like imagine if Tyreek Hill decided, hey, I'm gonna give the hometown discount to KC and I'm gonna stay. He didn't. He took the money, he walked. Will he win a championship with Tua? I don't know. He already has one from home, so it is what it is. Right. It's just you're going to see an ever change. You're not going to see the people with Tom Brady taking a pay cut and then everybody else taking a pay cut to play with Tom Brady. No one's going to take pay cuts anymore. Hey, man, yeah. you take a pay cut. You get to play with Patrick Mahomes. People are like, fuck this. I'm getting my bag. Like, no, I need to retire. Like, yeah. I'm out. I'll go play with the yeah. shittiest quarterback. I'll go play yeah. with fucking Russell Wilson out in Denver. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, you're, you're going to do that. I mean, listen, you only have that. The The thing about professional sports is, right, is those, these guys have this very finite window. Yeah. Right? You've got this window, be, window. For like, for, for most guys, it's about, it's about a 10-year window. And from, for even that's a That's a 10-year window even, for a quarterback, Don. It's even less. A running back or a wide receiver, you're looking at a smaller window. You're seeing for a running back at most maybe a year and a half if they if they don't sustain an injury – Wide yeah, receiver I mean, a little bit longer, but running you have backs to, are disposable at this point. Yeah, and you see that now. You see running backs just getting thrown on the trash heap and get picked up and and pulled at every which way. And and Moyer, he asked the question: Would you rather have the Super? Bowl? I'm always going to take the Super Bowl because yeah. that's what that's what we needed as Eagles fans. I still love McNabb for for the ten years that we had him, but of course I'd rather take the Super Bowl. It's I mean that's I mean that's a loaded question. Because I love yeah. the years that we had with McNabb and the success we had under Andy Reid. You, you were in it every year. Yeah, you, you, you were going to be you were going to be in the conversation with him every year. But I'm, all, I'm always trying to take a Super Bowl. I don't care if it was yeah. a Super Bowl with fucking Joe Montana's brother Troy Montana. Like I'm taking. <laughs> I don't care if we won it with Don, Don Conaway as our quarterback. I'm, I'm hey, taking. I'm taking the Super I'll Bowl. Take, I'll take. I'll take that back. That's why we're that's why we're in this as fans. Like we want to see our teams win. Like we want and that's it, the thing that I appreciate the most about Andy Reid and his time here because he always had us in it. It was hard to get us over the hump because we really didn't treasure offensive firepower, which was absolutely right. strange. But I mean, you're looking at this league and you're seeing just the way that evolves. Like we said, I don't see Mahomes winning five rings. I see him maybe winning two more. I don't see Josh Allen winning more than Three, because things change overnight in, in a heartbeat. Really Guys don't take discounts to stay together. They don't if, – if Gabe Davis goes out and has, you know, a 2,000-yard season this year or next year, you think Gabe Davis is going to go, I'm going to stay with Josh Allen even though he's the one who's getting me the ball? Fuck no. He's going to go down and, and play with Trevor Lawrence because they're going to give him money. Yep. These guys yeah, just listen, listen, hey, look, there's no look loyalty no in the game, and I'm not no. mad about it. Get look your no back. For, look no Get further back. than Christian Kirk. Right. Yeah. Jacksonville was going to pay somebody. Might as well be me. Yeah. Might as well fuck. Fuck it. I'm taking my money. Because because the because the Eagles were in on him. Yeah. Before they were in on AJ Brown, they were in on Christian Kirk. Right. And you know, thankfully things worked out the way that they did. But Christian Kirk was like, "Oh, Jacksonville, you're going to offer me a shit ton of money, so I so no one in my family ever has to work ever again in their entire life. Yeah, I'm going to go play football for the Jaguars." If Justin Jefferson doesn't get two hundred million from the Vikings and the Bears offer him two hundred and ten million, right? What are what are, what what are you going to do? I'm going to move to the Bears. I'm drinking a Rodenbach Classic. It's a uh, delicious, refreshing uh, oak aged Belgian sour. It's very oh, nice. Good. Yeah, I mean Rodenbach does good beers. Their sours are usually like super sour, but honestly, this is really good. My dad's like, I think my uncle got it for him for his birthday. He left it on my counter, and he was like. Uh, I don't want this shit. I had this shit before. And I was like, Dad, I'm like, it's a good beer. So I took one over to my buddy's house on Sunday. My buddy Pat, we watched the game and I cracked the first one. I'm like, 
I have no idea why the fuck he didn't want this. I'm like, this is good. I'm like, I'm used to like, but I'm like, well, listen, Rich, now that we're talking about beers, let me shout out to our sponsor, Von C. Von C. There, there's, no, there's nothing else to be drinking right now with the way that the Phillies are playing than the 700 level Vienna style lager from Von Oh, yeah, C. baby. So they, they got it in, uh, in places all over. Uh, you can go check out their website. You can see wherever you want to buy their stuff. Uh, you can stop by the, the, the tasting room. Uh, on Sturgis Street in Norristown, um, they got a, all, all their stuff is in in cans and and on drafts. So go check them out. They got food trucks in there. They got the main lobster food truck coming in tomorrow. So uh, yeah. shout out, yeah. They got they got a lot of cool stuff yeah. going on over there. So uh, you know, and we're gonna make our way over there at some point. Uh, we're gonna you know pop over there and uh, do it do a little meet and greet live show. Check out some stuff and uh, just really you know, excited about that partnership. Done. I think it's time for uh, our fantasy break. All right. Here my we go. Losing sucks. Drunk on Broad. What's up, boys? It's Travis from the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. Six weeks are in the books. We are moving on to week seven. Let's recap really quick what we just saw this past weekend in week six. Starting it off with Ramondre Stevenson, the number one overall running back on the week. With Damian Harris expected to be sidelined again, maybe for another two to three weeks. With a hamstring injury, we think um, Ramondre Stevenson has another huge week. Maybe another top five or ten in him this week. Um, fun fact for you right here. When we think about Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley, you think elite pass catching running backs, right? Most people would agree with that. Those two guys have 26 targets apiece so far this season. Austin Eckler has 49 targets. This is unbelievable what we're seeing from Austin Eckler on pace for over 145 targets. I don't see a slowdown. I don't have any problem with trading for Austin Eckler and moving out almost any piece in fantasy football. Um, to the receivers, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs show up in a big way for you. These two guys are both in the top five right now at receiver and are paying off their draft costs, so you love to see that. Brandon Ayuk, Allen Robinson, and Juju Smith-Schuster join the party. It's about time, six weeks in, for these guys to finally show up. The mid-round wide receiver darlings, probably on a lot of people's benches, but at least they're finally showing some life. The weekly who got left out of the fun for the dominant Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas Goddard gets it this time. I'm not worried about him. The big five are always going to be in your lineup. Jalen Hurts, Brown, Smith, Sanders, and Goddard. If you have them, put them in there. It's going to work out more times than not. We say it every week. Looking ahead to week seven now, a few guys that I'm loving this week. A cold Aaron Rodgers is going to absolutely light up Washington. The bad man is a madman this week, and I think a bold call of 300-plus yards, four touchdowns is on tap. I think we see the biggest week maybe of the season for Aaron Rodgers this week. Kenneth Walker looked incredible in his first game as a starter. He should be a top-12 option moving forward in every week. He seems to be matchup proof. He's running. He's catching. He looks really nice. I, I completely underrated him. I wish I had more shares of Kenneth Walker. I know Najee gave you a touchdown and bailed out the day. However, I think it's going to be rough for Najee. We've been saying this for a couple weeks. It's going to be rough going forward. I don't like the matchup with Miami. If you have other options, I would stay away from Najee Harris. Denver, Baltimore, and Washington. I'm staying away from all three of these backfields, if at all possible, until we know where they're going to go with Boone and Gordon, Latavius Murray, um, in Washington, you've got Robinson and Gibson and McKissick. These are just bad situations. J.K. Dobbins and Kenyon Drake, we don't really know who's getting what. Try to stay away. Much like the frustrated Packers, I think the passing attack for the Bucks shows no mercy this week. They are going to give it to Carolina. And I think it's a get-right game for Godwin, Evans, and Tom Brady. Get them all in your lineup. Obviously, no hesitation there. Finally, the return of DeAndre Hopkins. It feels like it's been 12 weeks. It's only been six, but he's finally back with one of our favorites getting hurt, unfortunately, in Hollywood Brown. Should be out about six weeks. 
from what we are hearing. Um, the timing could not be better for DeAndre Hopkins, so get him in your lineup. The wait is over. I hope you guys have some good luck in Week 7. Um, drunk on Broad, thanks for having us on, and come listen to the show sometime. Losing sucks. Don't do it. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I just love the losing sucks don't do a part. It makes it makes me laugh because it's so hard. I just traded Najee today, so we can break into our fantasy segment before final thoughts. I just traded Najee today for Mike Williams to my buddy Brian. I've been pestering him all week because he's got a shit ton of running backs and or a shit ton of wide receivers, and he has no running backs, and I have a plethora. And I needed a wide receiver because I'm like, fuck, Cortland Sutton. Oh. Talk about bad Monday night football. I needed six points from Cortland Sutton. Who would have thought the number one wide receiver on Denver couldn't score six points when the game goes to overtime? That was a terrible. I I had that in one one of my squads. I had that where I had uh, I needed I needed the, the running back on Denver to score. Six points. Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon scored half of a point. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened with that. The guy who was eating into Javante Williams, like, superstardom, all of a sudden plays second fiddle to old man Latavius Murray, who they signed oh. off, again, the trash heap. It's been such a crazy year for fantasy. So it up really and down. Teams aren't scoring points. The first down efficiency from these big name offenses. I was I was listening to the fantasy footballers, and they were saying with you know Green Bay, the passing attacks that you're buying into with the Chargers, the Cowboys, Tampa Bay, it's just not there. Like they're not getting the first down efficiency. It's it's crazy that the Chargers. How about that fucking stat? Fifty seven passes from Justin Herbert, the most in any NFL game without. A passing touchdown. That wild. Just like nutty. that's nuts. It's just yeah. absolutely fucking nutty. It's it's been a crazy season. It's so fucking hard to like even pinpoint every single league that I'm in, teams are separated by like two games from either being in into the playoffs so far during the halfway point or out of the playoffs. Because yeah. I'm- I mean, Rich, if who's I, if good, I would, nobody fucking knows. No, if I would have told you, Rich, that I had drafted Matt Stafford in in our Gold Mike League, you would have thought, hey, that's a great choice. Yeah. Matt Stafford is on my bench because Geno Smith is starting. Because Geno Smith is having a more productive season. For the, for Who would have thought Geno Smith would be better than Russell Wilson? Right? Because, I mean, who – I wrote off Seattle's wide receivers. I'm like, I'm not taking any of these guys. Geno Smith's not nope. good. I'm like, sign me up for everybody on Denver because they're going to be fucking amazing. And Correct. complete letdown. Same yeah. thing with same thing with the Rams. Oh, man, Allen Robinson's going to be fucking huge this year. He's got a great quarterback. He doesn't even get fucking looked at until everybody starts criticizing Matt Stafford for not looking his way. And then he fucking throws in the ball, and he catches it. It's fucking crazy, Don. It's wow, crazy. Right? madness. Well, so right, check right. out losing sucks, Travis yeah. and those guys. I had, listen, I, had to, I had to lean on them for some for some free agent advice for my my league at, at school. Right, I have Josh Allen on a bye, so I had to pick up a quarterback. And the best guy on the scrap heap was Trevor Lawrence. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my breath, cross my fingers, yeah. wear wear my lucky socks, and, and, and pray that I can get you know 20 points. Um, but I also had, you know, I had to pick up Miami. I had Minnesota. They were on a bye. I had to oh, pick yeah, up man, Miami. Miami's defense this week. I love it. I picked but, them up. But, 
Yeah, I picked up Jimmy G. I actually have jo- or not Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, who was on a bye in my one league. Okay. And then I have Kurt Cousins because I drafted Trey Lance and Russell Wilson in back-to-back rounds. Okay. I, I dropped them both. I'm like, this is – they both suck. I can't do it. Well, Trey Lance got hurt, and then Russell Wilson sucked. So I picked up Kirk Cousins. I'm like, ah, whatever. He's doing – he's playing well. He's on a bye. Who do I go after? I'm like, Trevor Lawrence is there. I dropped Trevor Lawrence today, and I pick up Jimmy G because I'm like, Kansas City's going to be up. They're going to have to throw the ball. He should get a garbage a garbage touchdown. Yeah, he's going to get some garbage stats. Because Giants defense is scary. And once I realized that, too, Jacksonville was playing, I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a little scared. But, Tom, take us into final thoughts, my brother. Oh, listen, Rich, before we get into final thoughts, we need like there's a lot of Philly sports stuff going on. Yeah, we hell yes, there is. Y'all, we y'all we need to pick we need you to pick up the phone and hit the Broad Street line. This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. Call 267-405-3062 and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. Listen, y'all, we need you to pick up the phone. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot to celebrate. It's a big weekend. Last weekend, big weekend coming up this weekend. You got the Phillies in town all week. It's a bye week. Call us on Sunday while you're sitting at home on on the Eagles bye week. But call. Call, 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 call. We'll take your calls from anywhere. We will. I mean, I might have to call because I'm just going to be be angry. Just why not? Just an angry, angry, bald, non-middle-aged white guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rich, take us into final thoughts. I think that's why I'm angry because I'm bald and I'm not a middle-aged white guy. I'm like still in my early 30s. And it was funny today at work. They asked me, like, Rich, how old are you? You're like 31, right? I'm like, I think I'm 33. I'm like, I have to do the math. Born in 1989, not really sure what year it is. When you have kids, it honestly doesn't matter. Nope. Like, your your age just, it doesn't matter. It's how old my son. The numbers are not his birthday correct. Like, I'm constantly, like, saying his birthday in my head. It's just it's just what you do. Uh, my final thoughts. Oh, man. I had a an interesting conversation with a patient. Um, and it's sad because, you know, some patients that I work with are not going to get better. Some are terminally ill with cancer. And, you know, it's weird knowing when your time's up or being told when your time's up. And I was talking to this lady and, you know, you hear it in her voice. You, you, the first time when you, you kind of admit like, hey, this is the end. Like, I know it is. And it puts a lot of things into perspective between money and time. And, you know, it's just sad. Yeah. It's it's. It's one of those things where like you have the conversation, you don't know what to say. And that's why you're, you're always, that's why we preach in my field, empathy over sympathy, like be empathetic. Yeah. Don't always say, Oh yeah, I know how it is, but you know, and here's my story. Just listen, you know, life is, life is crazy. Life is short, which is a crazy thing to say because it, it really is. I mean, 70 years flies in a heartbeat, 25 years flies in a heartbeat. Jesus Christ, 33 flew in a heartbeat for me yeah take advantage of what you have and love really fucking hard love as hard as you fucking possibly can because you don't know when your time's up it's it's really sad and it's mundane to think about but having the conversation with her and just putting into perspective could i have done more what more can i do now and i gave her the idea of you know write down like letters to your 10 grandkids and your two children, like about an intimate memory with just them involving you because legacies do live on. People don't live forever, but your legacy and what you leave behind will, and the impression that you make will always live on. You know, people look at, you know, me, for example, as being like the fun loving crazy dude who just, you know, kind of takes life by the balls and it's kind of how you have to be because I know how short things are. But you, you have to love, you know, you, you try to find as crazy as it seems, we're going to have differences with people, but try to find something you love about them and hold on to that. You don't always have to, you know, agree with every single point somebody makes, but just make sure you kind of appreciate where they're coming from, even if it's complete opposite of what you believe in and try to find that good because I don't think anybody's bad. I think people have some fucked up points and people don't agree with some shit. And I'm not going to agree with everybody because I'm very firm in my ways. 
you know, after you hit 30, you're kind of set in your ways and it is what it is. I just love really fucking hard, man. Like just go out there and just give what you can because you, it's, it's what you got, right? Like your legacy is what people are going to remember. People are going to remember for the good times they have with you, the bad times and the lessons that you like bestowed upon them. Somebody needs to talk, you listen to them. Somebody needs that crying shoulder, be that guy. Or if you break down and you have that conversation with them, like, yo, it's fine. Like, we're all human. Because at the end of the day, it's weird to say love prevails, but it really does. Because it's it's that compassion and it's that empathy that you show toward your fellow person, you know, that separates us from different species. Sometimes it's, it could be in the best of times, it could be in the worst of times. Just, just love, man. Like, it's weird. It's just when I've been working in my field for less than a year and I've had patients who stick with me because of just the times that we had good and bad. Like I'll never remember some motherfuckers for the crazy ass shit that they did. And they'll come and remember me for the, the goofy shit that I said to make them laugh. Yeah. Just be, be kind, be understanding and just, you know, go through the motions of just being a good person. We preach that on the show a lot. Yeah. We're goofy dudes and we curse, we talk shit, <laughs> we get angry. But at the end of the day, I can call Don and ask him anything. He can call me, ask me anything. And you, you did have to just, you know, be appreciative of what you have and what you have to give. Because a lot of people don't think they have a lot to give and they do. It's just sit there and fucking listen to them. And maybe you'll, you'll find something new. That's yeah. my final Wow, that's I mean, Mitch, it's, it, it, it's 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 super powerful, right? But you you gotta you gotta embrace the moment, right? And I like I looked when I was thinking about final thoughts. I told you I wanted to talk a little bit about the Phillies, but like it was more in a sense of like just taking a step back and looking at where this sports city is at this moment, right? And know that these moments where everything is kind of hitting on all cylinders all at one time, right? You got the, the Eagles are six and zero, and they're playing really well and they're going to be favored in, in, you know, pretty much every game from now until the end of time, right. Or end of this season, right. You've got the Sixers that are just starting their new season. The Flyers are starting their new season. The Phillies are three games away from playing in the world series and the city, you see what fandom brings to a community, right? And all of that other, all that other ancillary stuff that we all argue about on a daily basis. When you sit down to watch a Phillies game, all that stuff goes away, right? And I wish that we could kind of harness that passion that we have for the sports and kind of branch that out into everyday life, right? If you can put your, if you can set aside your differences for that three hour block of time to watch a Phillies game or a Flyers game or an Eagles game or a Sixers game or whatever you want to watch a union. Then that means that that, that, that ability to be able to set aside that time is within your capability. Yeah. So think about if I can sit next to this dude that I might not agree with politically or religiously or whatever the fuck it is. If I can set aside that, because we're both fans of that team and we can have that conversation. We can go back and forth. We can argue about quarterback, running back, you know, pitcher, closer, whatever. Then that means that you have that ability to be able to have that conversation. Yeah. So for me, like set aside the differences, right? Mm -hmm. Put your, put your stuff aside. Like it's, it's really, really, important to be able for us to have those conversations it's too, easy. Those. it's too easy to get wrapped up in the bullshit it really is like, and that's and that's the hardest thing for people yeah. to try to avoid it's yeah. not it's not yeah it's not easy to avoid you know those those things because everybody wants boss lady that is exactly exactly the point you have to teach it through the children because it's yep. all about kids and it's all about what they pick up. If you can set aside, like you said, on those differences for three hours to watch a game, you know you're capable of doing it. Yep. It's just you have to want to. Yeah, I think, 
Thank you, brother. Yeah. And I think that's like, it's the hardest thing for us to do. Cause you know, sometimes that I get caught up in that and I can't, and there's like things that are going on that I'm fearing, you know, like I'm fearing coming up with family members and different things like that. Cause I know I don't agree, but like you said, if you can set aside those differences and, and just find something that's mutual that you can agree upon, then we can do that. Yeah. We can do that. It's, it's, it's in our nature to, you know, want to be combative yeah. and this, but it's set aside and find something you love and find that common ground. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to agree on everything, but find something you can agree upon and just hold on to it because we, we can yeah. do it. We can do it. Philly, <laughs> check out our sponsors. Don, bring us in. Bring us in, baby. Ah, uh, here we go. You got, you got, well, first of all, the, the big beer sponsor, Von C. Brewing in Norristown. Go check them Von out. C. They're they're in our Rich, they're in our link tree now. They're stuck. Let's go. Oh, right? you're stuck with us now. And then you, if you if you need a new watch, go check out Lots of Rain. That's American made. You got right, team right. clicks. If you're looking to to get some glasses for your Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, Union, go check them out. You got shocked energy if you need your your really good, delicious, nutritious Very energy good. drinks. Very Go check good. them up at Level Up Snacks. Uh, Streaker Sports, they got some really cool retro Philly sports stuff uh, along with some other sports movie stuff. So go check them out. All of that stuff is all in the link tree. Um, you can go find them. Brother, Hey, there's only, one, there's only one way to take us out right now. I mean, you stuck around, <laughs> you, you fucked around, and you found out. That's what happens when you come to Drunk on Broad. Fuck Sean Moss. Fuck Spike Eskin. Fuck Ben Simmons. Fuck Davion Taylor. I'm still I'm still on that. I'm still on that trade. I, I can't do Davion Taylor anymore. And you know what? Fuck the Padres because I am sick of those bastards. Phillies, we're pulling for you. Sixers, Flyers, we're pulling for you. It's always go birds. It's always Philly first. We are Drunk on Broad. I'm Rich. That's Don. Join us whenever we have our show. Later, Philly. Hey, hey, listen to this guy. How, tell me how you're feeling here. You're screaming. I am stoked, baby. You're screaming like it's still the game going on. We're talking about the fightings here. The fightings. Said. Said. Should. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 